Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented this hour by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with me. I have my co-host, Paulette Stout. And uh, we've got a great lineup for you uh, today. Great show, lots of news, lots of events going on in the horse capital of the world. And actually, your biggest dilemma this weekend is, what are you going to go to? Because you've got so many choices. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about that a little bit, but I'm going to start off in racing. I'm going to go to my buddy here and uh, mention Steve Haskin. He was on the show two weeks ago, I think, and uh, he said he couldn't give us any sneak peeks into the Derby Dozen, or the Derby Dozen, as we would say in England, because uh, he didn't know yet. And uh, he did mention a few horses that are in his top five. Uh, Dennis's Moment is his number one. Dale Romans uh, trains that horse. Storm the Court, Peter Ayrton. Uh, and I have uh, met Storm the Court, amazing horse. Thousand Words, that's a Bob Baffert horse. Uh, Tis the Law, that's Barkley Tag, uh, is the trainer. And uh, Governor Morris, Todd Pletcher, is the trainer. So those are the top five. If you want the rest, you've got to go to the Blood Horse, to Steve Haskins' uh, Derby Dozen. Actually, if you just Google Derby Dozen Blood Horse, it could pop straight up for you. And then you can check out the rest of his favorites. What was the number uh, one one? Number one is Dennis's Moment. Dale Romans is the trainer. I know Dale well. Um, so uh, exciting as we start to watch the Kentucky Derby Trail uh, over the next few months and uh, see how these horses begin to stack up. And we always go back to Steve because he's brill, isn't mm -hmm. he? Um, he's always got all the information that we need. And he's usually pretty close to being spot on yes. with his favorites. So uh, we'll be keeping an eye on that. Uh, congratulations to Spendthrift Farm in Kentucky and a shout out for Ned Toffee, good friend of mine. And just to celebrate the racing career of Omaha Beach, who unfortunately, but I'm glad, was scratched from uh, the Pegasus World Cup uh, last week. And uh, actually, Mucho Gusto won. One of Bob Baffert's horses did an absolutely phenomenal job. But Omaha Beach has gone on now to be a daddy. And it have a, uh, yeah, and at Spendthrift Farm, I wouldn't mind get retiring <laughs> at Spendthrift Farm. So, <laughs> so he's got, uh, he's got a, a lovely, lovely future ahead of him. And I'm sure we'll see his babies uh, come on to be wonderful as well. So um, Songbird, a two-time champion in near record-priced auction horse, had her second foal, a filly uh, by Tappet on January 26th at Timbertown Farm in Kentucky. That I'm sure uh, you can't go wrong there with mm -hmm. Songbird and Tappet. That's no. uh, that's incredible. Uh, so um, very exciting. And that actually, the birth is two days shy of the calendar birthday for Songbird's first foal, who was an arrogate filly, who was actually born on January 28, 2019. And I actually got to meet that filly because she's here in Ocala at Mandy Pope's farm. So uh, very, uh, very, very cool to see her have another baby. She actually won 13 of 15 starts and earnings of 4,692,000. She was champion two-year-old filly in 2015, champion three-year-old filly in 2016, 
with nine grade one victories, including the 2015 Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. She was just amazing, incredible, incredible. Just incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, just amazing. Uh, Tappet actually stands at Gainesway in Lexington, Kentucky for 200000 So he's no cheap sire. <laughs> <laughs> he's a perennial leading sire too. Wow. So uh, the future of horse racing will be in jeopardy if Congress doesn't pass the Horse Racing Integrity Act. The future of horse racing, of course, has been uh, questioned a lot lately. Uh, as I always mention, I've seen the really, really good side of horse racing. I'm a big supporter. Mm -hmm. um, I love it. I was actually just looking for my bracelet here. Um, I've been in the backside of many, many barns and seen a real positive side of racing. But I know that um, this act that they're talking about passing um, could possibly be a game changer for a lot of the fans and a lot of the uh, protesters. Uh, certainly, I know that there is change needed in racing, and I'm I'm all for that. What does um, the act say? Oh, it's way too big for me to. Welcome to. You have to Google that one. It's huge. <laughs> it's the Horse Racing Integrity Act, but it does talk a lot about safety and a lot mm -hmm. about drugs and mm -hmm. a lot about whips, a lot about a number of different things. Um, but I think one of the things that's really important is is the is balance, and that is that we need horse people to be making. Uh, decisions, decisions and input on all of these things because mm -hmm. the people who are not involved in the business behind the scenes cannot possibly ever understand what goes on behind the scenes. No, they can't. And, and it's just like whips. Like the I, whip, I'm, the whip right. is so important to be able to encourage a horse to go forward. Without the whip, they could duck. They could they could cause a lot of problems. It could and be it, a lot more dangerous. And absolutely. the thing is, it, you know, I'm an animal lover and horse lover before I'm a horse racer lover right, because right. I, I absolutely love horses. But I also know in the situations that some of these horses are put in, just carrying that whip is enough Makes for that horse forward. to know that to it's there. Mm -hmm. And if you take it away altogether, you're talking about a lot of other complications that could mm -hmm. come up. So mm -hmm. I just think it needs to all be monitored very closely by people who do mm -hmm. work behind the scenes mm -hmm. with a lot of input mm -hmm. from people mm -hmm. behind the scenes and that we just don't start throwing. Well, when throwing you have education to the general yes. public, they would have more understanding of why things exactly. are the way they are. And education is absolutely the key. Yes. Is always the complaint with anything even with the derby uh, disqualification mm -hmm. last year was lack of it's always lack of information lack of understanding mm -hmm. lack of pr if you mm -hmm. want is mm -hmm. always the problem so i think that's really important mm -hmm. very sadly gina miles olympic individual silver medal winning mount mcclinna died on january 18th he was 26 25 no he was 25 uh, very sad prayers and thoughts out there um, the United States Equestrian Team Foundation presented the organization three most prestigious awards to good old Brian Mogri. Mm -hmm. Remember him? He was mm -hmm. here competing mm -hmm. yep. at HITS last mm -hmm. year, Boyd Martin and Abigail Wexner. Uh, that was on January 17th at the Take Me to Tokyo Gala in Wellington, Florida. We should have that gala here. Brian Mogra <laughs> is only 19 years of age and he has certainly had a heck of a year. Um, he said he was awestruck by the award. Uh, he has really made a name for himself as a rising star and um, actually won the Longines FEI Ocala World Cup qualifier and the $225,000 um, Lexington World Cup qualifier at only 18 years of age. So go, Brian. Yeah. We need to get him in here. Uh, good news for the Ocala Jockey Club. Uh, the U.S. Equestrian Federation officials announced the selected host venues for 2021. And uh, the Ocala Jockey Club 
was uh, listed as USEF CCI four star and CCI three star eventing national championships there. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, the Ocala Jockey Club is um, is absolutely becoming the place to be. Yeah, yeah. And for the fall horse trials, uh, November 11th to 15th this year will be very exciting to have uh, to have them. You know, and hopefully it'll be better. It'll be bigger and better. And congratulations to the Nye Guards and all their efforts in continuing mm -hmm. that event. That is, it's never easy, but um, th this is the statement. The Ocala Jockey Club has quickly become a staple venue on the U.S. eventing calendar. Perfect. And we like that. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we're going to talk just a little bit before we close out this segment uh, about hits. Uh, the 10 weeks of consecutive competition brings thousands of riders and millions of dollars in revenue to Marion County. Uh, it's, it's absolutely incredible. It's been going on for 39 years. Uh, Post Time Farm is a wonderful, wonderful venue to go out to. Um, HITS did sell California and Arizona and are concentrating all their efforts now on Ocala. So we're thrilled about that, bringing the West Coast over here to us and increasing the prize money for Sunday Grand Prix which brings Olympic level riders from all over the world. Um, the show actually infuses well over $94 million into our economy. Competition runs Wednesday through Sunday, open eight to four, no admission from Wednesday to Saturday. Sunday, it's only $10 for an over 12 year old. Uh, a season pass is actually available for the first time this year for $20. And it includes the Great American One Million Grand Prix on March 22nd, and that's a good deal. So for more information, go to hitsshows.com and you can look up the schedule. We've also got the Ocala Cup coming up in February, which is always a great time. Got to go to break. Going to come back after this with Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital talking a little cold weather. Um, and then we're going to come back with Anna Toomey, Vice President of Stride Dressage, and talk to her. Then special guest, we're going to have a little eventing and have Hilary Irwin in here and then wrap it up and talk about the 5K. Uh, people will be running along, I think, with horse heads on uh, this Saturday. Um, and it's all going to the foundation for the horse, which is wonderful. And uh, that's called the Love of the Horse 5K Ocala in its inaugural year. So there will be people who run, not me. Um, but there will be people who run 5Ks and I guess they'll be wearing horse costumes on Saturday. So we'll hear more about that when we come back after this break on the Horse Talk Show. Stay with mm. us. This show is presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the Horse Talk Show are not necessarily that of Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by Horse Boxes USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxes USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tack Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal. Like jockey and horse, shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All In Removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. 
Great service, great quality and the green choice too. Like All In Removal on Facebook now or go to allinremoval.com for more information. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. You're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show here at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world. I'm sitting here with Dr. Adam Kayot, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some cold weather concerns that we have with our horses. Uh, Tom said to me, uh, where else can you have four seasons in a week? And uh, we had four seasons last week. We had leaves falling. We had 80 degree weather. Then we had absolutely freezing cold and we had rain. Um, so we really had a combination of all of those. And that's it's not easy on a horse. Um, they, they can't adjust as fast and especially if they're living outdoors and the temperatures dramatically changing, maybe they're not drinking as much, uh, things change. So I'm going to talk to Dr. Adam Kayot now about the things that he sees that concern him the most with horses when we have this uh, change in weather so rapidly. Right. Well, well the, typically the, the main thing we see in a huge flux, fluctuation of, of, you know, warm to cold weather is that horses don't drink. They just stop. They don't drink. And why don't they drink? Well, I think that part of the reason they don't drink is it's not as hot. So they aren't expending, they aren't sweating. They aren't, you know, they aren't being uh, in, you know, their body's not telling them they need to drink as much. Um, the other thing is, I think on some horses, horses are kind of prima donnas, some of them. So <laughs> the water gets cold. They don't want to stick their nose in the water, you know, especially when they, you know, they're used to a Florida kind of thing where the water's never really cold. Um, so that discourages them from um, drinking. Then on top of that, typically in the winter, horse owners are feeding more hay, more dry forage. The grass has less, you know, less moisture in it. Everything leads to them not intaking as much moisture. When that happens, as the food stuff travels through the digestive system and moisture gets pulled out of it um, by the body, then you have classic setup for colic and impaction type colic specifically. Um, it's classic. Uh, I see it all the time. I'm actually dealing with a, a patient currently that I looked at last night. Same thing. Um, so what I tell people is if you're, if, if depending on what kind of hay you feed, that's great. Even in the winter months, you may want to just wet it down. Even if you haven't before, um, try to avoid, if you can just throwing a big round bale of hay out, that's free choice. Some horse, a lot of horses do just fine on it, but a lot of them overeat and they don't drink enough especially in the winter months and it's just prime time for for impaction colics um comment there on the on the hay something that i've been doing for years and it seems to work is if you buy the compressed bale of alfalfa especially if you feed alfalfa the compressed bale they really have to work hard 
to get it's like a block i mean it's you know you could you could knock someone out on it and and if it really is hard to get it so they have to eat it slowly so if you want them to have something out there and they can have alfalfa that slow feed block is all the slow feed bags also work the hay bags if you don't want them to eat too much and then you can hose that down right that's a very good point. The, you know, the, if they can eat smaller, you know, take smaller bites and they're not gorging, number one, it takes them longer. So they get through the, it take, they eat less during the day because it takes them longer as opposed to your typical round bale where they can just basically bury their head into it and, you know, never come up for air, you know. So they're like, you know, smorgasbording it out, you know, all day long. Um, so, yeah, that's a very good point. Um and and the other thing I, I I tell people to do is if they if they don't have a salt lick available, to have a salt lick available because if they're licking on the salt that will encourage them to to drink you know afterwards, and and try to get you know as much fluids in them as as you can. Um, a, a lot of people don't like this because it makes a mess, but I actually make my horses feed into a porridge night and morning every day and when it's cold i put warm water so that they they and then i know that when they ate they got a big wet slop and then i also add a pinch of salt in their feed night and morning when it gets cold as well so there's a couple things that i've tried they seem to be working so that's good right absolutely any of those things that encourage them to you know to to intake more water is is the name of the game you know that way i'm not either a having to pump water through an ng tube or giving iv fluids you know and that sort of thing and and you know you know what they say an ounce of prevention right goes a long way so um, any any of those things that you can do, um, that's great. Um, so I, I would encourage horse owners to be aware of that, think of that, and and think of these guys that are especially living down here when it can be 80 degrees and then two days later it's 29 degrees. You know, it it it, it really is. It's kind of difficult on them, and um, I think I think horse owners need to be you know, cognizant of that and, and, and not just think, oh, they're fine kind of deal. So just, just be aware of everything that you can do as far as that goes. Yes, I know. I speak to people who say to me, oh, it's going to be terribly cold tonight. I'm doubling up on the hay. And they're out there giving the horses because it does warm them up. Munching on the hay keeps them their metabolism going and it keeps them warmer. But the problem is if you go and increase or double hay and they've then reduced the amount of water they're drinking, you're going to get very, very much dry and uh, in, through the bowels going to get very dry, right? So then you're worried about the impaction. How many, is it a good percentage of impaction colics that you can resolve at the farm if they caught early enough? Or do you see a lot of those impaction colics have to come in to the hospital? I would say over 90% you can resolve at the farm. So um, just depending on how bad they're blocked, you know, and that, that can, that goes through the exam and the, you know, the, the, the symptoms that the horse or horse is giving, but um, 90, probably over 90% of, of those types of colics can be resolved in the, at the farm. It might take a couple days, but um, you certainly don't have to, um, you know, take it in, take the horse into the clinic at, at, uh, you know, at all the time, obviously. Um, I'm dealing with this one. I looked at it yesterday. I'm going to look at it today and, you know, I expect this horse to fully recover. It's just going to take, you know, a little while. So that's, that's, that's the, you know, that's the 
nuts and bolts of the whole thing but um you know it some things to look out for with an impaction colic obviously the horse could be rolling around thrashing around um trying to get comfortable anything else that you you might note to to indicate that that's coming on so you can catch it quick and get the vet quick right well the the, the main thing is they they may be depending on you know their their pain level but most impactions are not they don't show that severe of a pain response. They might just be laying down more. They might just curl their lip, you know, just show mild uh, signs of discomfort. Just kind of, you know, I always say, well, it's kind of like, you know, if, if, you're, if a person can't use the bathroom, you know, and you just kind of feel bleh, you know, you don't, you don't feel great. That's kind of the way they are. They aren't really painful they're just kind of blah and you might think well they aren't eating they're just they might be kind of depressed you know that sort of thing so so um that's your typical sign it's not necessarily the violent pawing down the, the thrashing may be more a, a gas colic right, perhaps right. an impaction might be more it might be more sedate right. but a little more depressed right. and and like you said that curling lip is a sign of of discomfort yeah. for sure Absolutely. So, you know, those are all things to be aware of. And, and I don't mean to change the subject, but you talking about them eating the hay and keeping warm. That's another thing that people don't see very often down here is, and when they do, it can be uh, rather alarming, is horses, when they do get cold, they shiver, right? They'll shiver and shake. And I've had, I've you know, over my 18 years, almost 19 years, I've had people call He's standing there shaking. Well, he's shaking because he's cold. He's just there, you know, the horse is shivering and they will do that. So be aware, think of that. Even though we're in we're in Florida, if it gets down to 29 degrees, the horses we have down here don't have the coats that they have in Minnesota. You know, you don't see that up there because they have coats to keep, you know, their hair keeps them warm. And and that's especially happens if it happens to rain and they get wet. And then it gets chilly, like today would be a day that that, that would happen if it rained on them, and then they're gonna start they're gonna start shaking. So if you see that, think, oh, it's kind of chilly, and and particularly the horse is wet. That's them shivering. So try to warm them up, put a blanket on, and you know try to try to do that. And, and if you can provide a shelter in the field if your horses are turned out, that's what I do for my old boys, so they have somewhere they can get under. Got to wrap this one up. With Dr. Kayot here at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. When you bring your taxes to Liberty Tax, we'll handle it. No matter what you throw at us, no matter what you need, no matter what. And we're so confident we'll do a great job. You'll want to bring us your friends, your family, your loved ones, your neighbors, your co workers. You may even want to bring us everyone in the world. But please don't. We're not staffed for that. Liberty Tax. Bring it. We'll handle it. This show is brought to you in part by New Millennium Realty. Owner and broker Brian Cox loves this community and wants to help you find your place in the horse capital of the world. Like them on Facebook or find them at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty. The future of real estate. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, 
owner of Larson Farms is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is presented by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the Horse Talk Show are not necessarily that of Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented this hour by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. In the studio, co-host Paulette Stout. Also joining us, special guest, Anna Toomey, Vice President of Stride Dressage. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's lovely to have you here, especially since you trained my, well, well was my, <laughs> was my Welsh pony and did such a fantastic job. Yeah, well, um, he was perfect, so it was easy. Yes, he was wonderful. And um, Paulette is actually going to take over this segment, and I'm going to clock watch for her so she doesn't... Take over. Yeah, she's going <laughs> to she's gonna host over. it. Yeah. Okay. Well... Um, thank you for allowing me to do that. Of course. I'm trying to step lightly in your footsteps. You're professional. <laughs> Anna Toomey is the Vice President of Stride Dressage, and I would like you to tell us about what Stride is about. Okay, well, Stride is an organization that um, is volunteer-run and based. The name of the organization is STRIDE, and it means striving towards riding improvement and dressage education. That was so, my first question. What yeah, does it mean? What does it mean? <laughs> yeah, it really does mean every, something. And um, the education is key to us. We try to put on horse shows that um, are schooling shows that appeal to the masses, appeal to the normal person, but we also try to have a lot of educational events and um, help everyone just improve, just to have a better relationship with their horse in riding and stride does do schooling shows there's five schooling shows a year correct correct um, i think this year we're actually going to end up having six but typically mm -hmm. it's five mm -hmm. and um, they do traditional dressage western dressage driven dressage and they offer classes in um, gated working act eventing dressage driven cones and then we have this really neat versatility division so if you have a horse that um, has some extra skills other than just dressage. You can excel in that one too. They do trail class. We do trail. Um, we have and they do driven trail too. Driven trail, yep. And we do some pre-caprilli, so we even have some jumps at our dressage shows. Mm -hmm. Tell yeah. me about the gated. I'm really interested in that. Oh, it's really neat. Yeah, and the western dressage too is taking off. It's really big. Mm -hmm. It just gives those riders, if they don't want to ride in their traditional breed classes or um, you know, the idea of like a Western pleasure, which a lot of us are moving away from these days, it gives them an avenue to horse show that, yeah. um, again, promotes the relationship with their horse. And yeah. what breeds do you see, like Tennessee Walkers, Pasfinos, what do you see? Passos and Walkers, walkers you probably know a bit more about Mountain Horses and really? Missouri Foxtrotters, yeah, and then yeah. the combinations of those. Yeah, the Western Dressage, they have, you use the regular patterns, you know, basic intro, all that, mm -hmm. it just changes um, if it's an if it's a lengthening, they just uh, have a lengthening too. They do canter work, bending, all those things. 
in the dressage test, just like in traditional. Oh, cool. So they're that. scored the same. I love to watch that. I didn't know well, that. that you the gated, gated is really getting getting big in Western dressage. Mm -hmm. It's growing. I think it's probably like our 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 most and uh, it's pretty amazing classes. to watch the last dressage show that I was at the Western. It's pretty amazing to watch some of those gated horses. They are very 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 good. I mean, they are really getting good. So and gated horses to bend around corners or to bend in circles is not a, always so easy because it was all about the gate going straight. And now these horses actually go to work through bending and, and uh, maintaining gait and rhythm and get scored accordingly. Pretty awesome, I gotta come watch that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Anna, the, one of the, what are the other things that we, what would you tell somebody about with the membership and what the benefits are of the membership? Um, it's Marion County based, we have meetings, yeah, we have meetings every third Wednesday of the month. They're usually at Mimi's restaurant <laughs> around 7 p.m. Um, once in a while, they're someplace else because we're having a clinic or a educational um, uh, viewing someplace. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a group of people that um, are all there to support each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, we do a... Like, this year we're going to be hosting more judging programs and... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think it's a, a, it's a great place to come and uh, showcase your horse and, and, and get to meet people that are your age and, and doing things that you like to do. We go out on trail rides as well. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's really membership-based. and I know oh, it's all, all membership and volunteer-based. Yeah. And all of the shows are usually held at the Florida Horse Park. Yeah. yeah. And what are the show dates now? So this year we have March 1st, which is a Sunday, March 22nd, another Sunday, and then kind of odd for us is a uh, Saturday show, April 18th, and then we have a back-to-back, -back, um, September 26th and 27th. That's a really interesting show for us because the next week after our show at the Florida Horse Park is the local regional or the regional um, championships for our dressage. So if somebody wanted to get in the rings and practice and have their horse um, feel like it's gonna feel at the big regional show, you should come to our schooling show September 26th, September 27th. You'll be in the same rings in the same venue, the same atmosphere and have a really good practice. And then we have, um, wrapping it up for our year, is October 25th. That's always a Halloween show. We have a costume class and everybody dresses costumes. up. Yeah, mm -hmm. A lot of people ride the whole day in their costumes, so it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. So basically, this, this stride really gets people understanding the, in a schooling show, dressage. And dressage people, may, some people may steer away from it because they think it's difficult or it's something that they're not accustomed to or, or um, confident with. And it's really not as hard as it as you think it is, is it? It's not as hard as you think it is. And we're very friendly. We're very welcoming. I know there's definitely an attitude that dressage is stiff or, yeah, you know, the yeah. tight upper lip. But right. that is not <laughs> us. Um, oh, that's supposed to be British people. <laughs> <laughs> well, the great thing about dressage is they have intro in both, in both Western and um, the traditional, which is the English dressage. So you're doing walk trot. So anybody that wants to ever try it, they can learn the way around the arena and learn how dressage is actually done and, and um, judged and be more proficient in training and riding their horse and have a goal. And so the goals in, in, in stride is actually to go 
for some awards, and what does that entail? Yes, we have year-end award incentives. Um, usually, uh, sorry, we've just been redoing those rules. So it's, it's six classes you have to enter over the year, and you have to go to three of our horse shows. And then, um, you're, so you're looking to get the highest scores at your level to win the year end. Mm -hmm. And uh, every division, like you said, you can start at intro, so that's walk, trot, and then it goes up through the higher levels, Grand Prix. Um, after fourth level, <clears throat> the, we don't ask the competition horses to do six, we ask them to do three mm -hmm. to get a year end award. Um, also, the versatility division and the driving divisions, I mean, it's, it's fun to go for a year-end award. It lets you check off your goals. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like you were saying about being friendly to everyone, like I um, started with Stride 10 years ago because I had a young horses and I needed places to take them to practice and to break into it. And, you know, if my young horse went wild in the ring, I needed to be able to laugh at the judge and walk <laughs> out. And Stride's the place where you can do that. Yeah, everybody's very relaxed. They really are. So it's a great place to start young horses. It's a great place to start kids that haven't been doing it. It's a great place to start the 70-year-old that's never ridden dressage. And that yes. is a great place to take a break. Because she <laughs> said great place so many times. Uh, no, that's actually spot on because we are at the end of this segment. The good news is we're coming right back with Anna Toomey from uh, Stride Dressage and we're going to chat to her some more. And after that, we're switching it up to eventing. Uh, so we'll have Hilary Owen with us in a little while as well. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back. This show is presented by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the Horse Talk Show are not necessarily that of Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by New Millennium Realty. Owner and broker Brian Cox loves this community and wants to help you find your place in the horse capital of the world. Like them on Facebook or find them at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. This show is sponsored in part by 1K Helmets, certified to ASTM standards, where the perfect synergy of advanced technology meets aesthetically pleasing design wrapped in a package that traditionalists appreciate. Check them out at 1khelmets.com and like them on Facebook. 1K Helmets, where style meets safety. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934, manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. on the Horse Talk Show, presented this hour by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, in the studio, Paulette Stout, my co-host, and her special guest, Anna Toomey, from Stride Dressage. Dressage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, can you say dressage? Can dressage. you say that? <laughs> and we've been talking a little bit uh, about the shows and schooling, and I learned some new things because I didn't know they had uh, gated horses in their shows, which I think is fantastic. I love to go watch that. Uh, I know Western dressage has taken a big, uh, certainly a big uh, popularity mm -hmm. increase in the last couple of years. I've mm -hmm. seen that happen. Uh, but I think Paulette is going to uh, host yeah. this and chat a bit about the L program. Yeah, the L program. L not being for loser. Well, <laughs> no, it's not. Well, Stride is a GMO. What does that stand for? General Member Membership Organization. organization. So um, the USDF, United States Dressage Federation, has a program called the L program, which is the Learner's Program. And that is a program which starts um, the, the beginnings parts of becoming a dressage judge. Now, part one is starts in an A, B, and C. There's three different weekends that you would be doing that in. And um, we take in participants and we take in auditors. And both Anna and I have been our graduates of the L program. And we know that how great the program is. And it's, it's truly uh, amazing how um, in-depth and uh, how strategically that they've put this program together to bring you along for you to understand the dressage elements and then the scoring system and how to score so that all dressage judges are basically on the same field that they yeah. understand what those numbers mean yeah and so how would you how would you explain the L more than well that was that was a great start I think the end goal is to give us all um, a standardized vocabulary a group of words that we're all saying that are the same and mm -hmm. have the same meanings mm -hmm. because I think if you have done dressage you might have gotten your dressage test and read it and went what is this person talking about yeah. mm -hmm. engagement impulsion what you know connection and maybe you show one weekend next weekend it's totally different so mm -hmm. we're trying to keep a a standard down the middle so that it makes sense to but everybody. But what a six is, what a seven is, what an eight is, what non-brilliant movements mean, mm. um, what all those scores mean, and then what your collectives are at the end. So your dressage test, when you get it back, you understand what the judge is telling you. Yes. And, so you and can that, learn something from it. Yeah. Everybody that, can and learn that, something from you the know, if I program. If I talk to, to her about what an eight is, she'll probably know what, if, if an eight and a halt is, you probably can describe that. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And a six, a seven. I like an eight in a halt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll take an eight. But, but um, we're going to be doing through Stride. Stride is you, you have a general membership organization that sponsors, would that would be the proper word? Mm -hmm. yes. That sponsors the L program. And Anna and I and Elena, another dressage person that has graduated from the L program, are going to be managers of this. And through Stride Dressage, which is basically very educated or education oriented, they want to educate people, um, that they have approved this program. And we have dates, uh, May 2nd and 3rd, uh, July 18th and 19th, and August 8th and 9th. And I'll be putting in the application, which will be approved. I had to, we all had to get the L faculty and you know, situated in those dates. So we knew that we had a, an instructor. Not just anybody can teach this. It's, a, like I said, it's very regimented. So um, we had to find L faculty that was available on those dates. And um, as long as we had that and we knew approximately where we were gonna have it, I can put the application in and then we will start to advertise. 
So the advertisement will go out to people. You don't have to be what they consider a participant. You can audit. So what would you explain about that, Anna? I would explain that if you um, have any interest in any part of learning to ride better, Western, English, um, any, eventing, anything, um, this yeah, is a that program includes eventing for you. Dressage. Yeah, so. this is a program for you to come. I teach a lot of adults in my, my job. Um, and I find them coming to me and they, um, they want more information. They want to know more like a um, encyclopedia. You know, they want an instruction book of how to do this. What does this mean? And the L program is that. It is a perfectly organized uh, set of information that sets it out from the beginning, goes through the horse, the biomechanics, the rider's biomechanics, what we're looking for, everything, and lays it out. How do people get involved, though? Do they sign up? Do they? Well, when we advertise, you can you can um, come through us to to choose to audit it, and don't be afraid. Don't think that oh, I don't want to be a judge. I shouldn't go do this. Because you don't have this. to be a judge. You could just audit. Yeah, you can just audit. It's a wealth of knowledge. This is information that every rider really should have. I almost wish that all my riders, when they come for day one, could have gone through this program first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it would just clear Make your job a lot easier. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And the, sure. the videos and the information they've collected, USDF, to put this on is is in depth. It's, mm -hmm. it's I had I had um, Judy Downer said to me when I when I was questioning. Hi Judy, I think she was watching it. <laughs> when she was when I, I went to her and I said, Judy, and I had some questions and she said, Let it work. And as you went step by step through this program, it became more and more and more and more apparent until at the end it all came together like, like a thousand piece puzzle and it was completed. Yes. And we were very stressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never forget that. But because it is very demanding when you get, when you go into part two to actually to graduate as a learner judge, um, it is demanding. So I'm going to tell you because you're the host. You have like two, le a minute and a half left. A and by the way, Dr. Judy Downer <laughs> from CF is awesome. Yes, and so yes. she has she teaches the equine program, and I can't say enough about her because she really is is she's changed a lot of lives in in her teachings and bringing along, and she's held many of these programs. And uh, you know, there's a yes, lot of. Yes, and I'm not just saying that because she was listening and might still be. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that because she's awesome. Yeah. And you can get more information on the website, which is uh, stridedressage.org. Correct. It mm -hmm. is. That is one of our websites right now. We're working on clearing up our website, so stridedressage.org should work. And then there's also stride it did today. Okay, good. Stridedressageofocalaevents.com. <laughs> Okay. That will have current omnibus and current dates on it as well. Wonderful. Yeah. Get involved in Stride because it's yes. a really, really good organization. Yes. And you can, it's, it's been around and it's so relaxing. It's a great show to go to. Yeah, we're here to help. We're, we're here to be friendly and welcoming and mm -hmm. we, we want to see everyone succeed. Fantastic. And it's all breeds. All breeds. All breeds. That's Everyone's lovely. welcome. All I levels. I've been crying and... children and 70 year old adults. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got to come out and watch. Anna Toomey from Stride Dressage. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. in the background. You did yeah. a great job. What a great picture. I love that. Look at that. Um, really quick, I just want to mention um, Back to Hits, which of course is going on. Uh, they're very excited to be back for the 39th annual Hits Ocala Winter Circuit. This year, Hits is on pace for 30% growth with record entry numbers throughout the circuit. 
And have you heard about the new individual VIP memberships at HITS? Enjoy complimentary continental breakfast. Lunch is available for $30 per person to members and their guests. Includes a glass of beer or wine. Stop by the Horse Show office or call 352-620-2275. Check them out at hitsshows.com. That's hitsshows.com. We'll be back in just a few minutes. We're switching it up for some eventing with Hilary Owen. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be back in just a few minutes. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. This show is brought to you in part by Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars and more. Tack Shack of Ocala, one-stop shopping for all your horse needs. live stream is sponsored by Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. For the best hay all year long, get Larson Farms. From a single bale to a train load, Larson Farms has all the hay you need. 
Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show, presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with Paulette Stout, my co-host, and we have special guest Hilary Owen here. Hilary is a top eventer. She actually has a wonderful story. Um, she, she started out crying on a horse at like 13 months of age, yeah. of age which is really interesting <laughs> because... I was about that age too, much sooner than her, but I was about that age as well, and I was on a horse before I could walk as well. Yeah. I don't know if I cried or not, I don't remember. Okay, she's gripping um, her hands. You can put circulation <laughs> back in your hands. So you've got a couple of generations behind you, right, that were riders or that were horse people, mother and grandmother? I do. Uh, my, actually, my grandfather. My oh, grandmother grandfather? grew up in downtown Cleveland and had a cat. So, uh, no, okay. she, she did not grow up with horses. Uh, my grandfather did. He grew up in Columbia, South Carolina, and he used to ride his horse and pick up the grain, and they'd drag it back behind the horse from the oh, that's grain. Neat. And, yeah, I guess that was 1930s, 40s. Um, and then they moved to Gainesville, uh, like the early 1960s, um, and he is actually an OBGYN, but he bought a horse in the paper. Um, and they didn't know it was a thoroughbred, and they most certainly did not know it was pregnant. Oh, uh, so he's like, that's like getting two for one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's um, then they started having broodmares. So they had a few racehorses through the years. They had two very special racehorses um, that came through Ocala, and uh, one was Bellamy Road, and the other was Toby's Quarter. Oh, Bellamy my Road? Lord. Are you yeah. kidding for me? <laughs> they had uh, two broodmares, and they had no. really amazing, two really amazing horses. So. Wow! Yeah, so all my, not all mine, but a lot of my horses are bred by my grandparents um, and were their failed out racehorses. <laughs> and I have several Bellamy siblings. Um, really? Yep. And it <laughs> are started, they doing well in the eventing world? They're super, yeah. Um, one of them uh, was my second horse that went advanced, and he did um, three, uh, now CCI three stars, but they were two stars then, um, before he was eight. Uh, yeah, he was the... Wow! Yeah. Thoroughbreds make great inventors. They do. There's no doubt. They do. And so. those bloodlines probably didn't hurt. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I don't think they, you know, they obviously had two amazing racehorses, but uh, they accidentally bred pretty wonderful <laughs> horses. It's an amazing. It's a good accident. It's so lucky to yes. just have that niche and you get it. Right. Yeah, because they, um, when they bred Toby, I know they, I don't know enough about thoroughbred breeding, but so they have the grade scale where they grade it like A plus through F. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. they bred, they went to breed, they just wanted to, right? Because they had sold Bellamy mm -hmm. as a two-year-old in training. So they're like, oh, it'd be so special to have one of his babies. And so they bred the mare and it was an F breeding, right? So it was supposed oh, to be. Oh, no. Yeah, total <laughs> F. And that was Toby's Corner. So he did. How <laughs> funny is good. that? It just goes to show that's not 100% foolproof, right? <laughs> no, and it's then not. I have Toby Corner's full brother and he was a very bad racehorse so really? you know, yeah, just now is that where the name Toby came for your first pony yes when you were 18 months old right yes we actually they actually got him when I believe I was a month old really? um, yes there was a guy who helped mow on the farm Rod and he was just the best guy in the world and uh, he saw him I don't know whether I don't know quite the entire story but it was something he was going to get put down right Aww. so I don't know if he like just saw the pony or if he had a friend who knew the pony 
but it was a bit lame and it was 30 years old. <laughs> it would have done pony rides at the circus or yeah. whatever. Um, so yeah, we got him and I think he was just so happy to live in a field and get ridden like twice a month that he just yeah. thought that was great. He thought he died and got to heaven, that yeah, was it. Yeah, pretty much. Him, right? That pretty was much. the life, yeah. being Hillary's pony. <laughs> yeah. So how did you actually get started in, in eventing and what kind of got you interested in that as so your sport? My mom actually evented. Uh, my mom and um, her younger brother, Michael, both evented, and she had a really fun horse uh, as an Appaloosa, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. Listen, there are quite a few good ones. I keep coming and across. And they would be good because they're, they can really go and stay going. Oh, and yeah, he was hardy, amazing. Hardy, 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 hardy He was the first horse I ever sat on when he was like 31 or something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he survived a very long mm -hmm. time. Um, but yeah, so she evented. She did um, what would have been now Young Riders, so the whatever it was, North American Junior Young Rider Championships in the late 70s, 80s. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> So, yeah, she evented, and then when she got married, she kind of quit riding and um, had me, and then I loved it. So, so, yeah, she poor Mom and Dad, but, yeah, they supported it, and she started riding actually again um, when I was about six, and she got one of my grandparents' racehorses. <laughs> Your grandparents' racehorses are great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's a constant funnel. Well, it was, but yeah, they quit breeding a couple of years ago, but it was a pretty good funnel there for a pretty while. Pretty good funnel for eventing, yeah. yeah. You, were, you, were, you were stashing the horses like, oh, that one didn't work at the track. I'll take yep, it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> they, they do so well seeing those two in the three-star and four-star at the Ocala Jockey Club this year. Yeah. It was great. It's where they, yes, they can really shine starting there a yes. bit. When it gets a bit harder, they can really... I love to show see how that. good they are. So yeah. that's really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, what is your favorite breed for eventing? I do love my thoroughbreds. <laughs> um, partially because that's really all that I ride. To be completely mm -hmm. honest, I've had a few warm bloods, but I've always ended up ended up selling them uh, quite early on. One because it's just that's the market. Right. right, um, right. And and two that's trying to make a living. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it goes. So I do love the thoroughbreds. I have um, two really amazing connections that I get my thoroughbreds from as well. Um, one of them, I get them from Graham Motion, and the other oh, I one. I love Graham Motion. Yeah, he's he, such a great guy. He is, and those horses are amazing. They're so well and cared for. And he does for. the TCA as well. The yes. thoroughbred aftercare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and does he's he? a big. Yes, mm -hmm. he's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, and they're really great. His wife Anita and um, Sue Kenny, uh, who I work with there a lot, and she's just. I mean. She keeps track of every single horse that leaves that barn, and that is a lot of horses, and yeah. she's just amazing with it. And then recently we started getting a few horses from Kinsman's Stud, which is funny because obviously full circle for me, having my grandparents had Bellamy, and <laughs> so yes. yeah, so that's kind of fun. So we've gotten a few horses from them, and they're again, they're so well-bred, and they're yeah. just a lot of fun to work with. So yeah, How wonderful. I enjoy the thoroughbreds for sure. we got to wrap this uh, segment up just for a minute or two, and um, we're going to come right back. I want to talk to Hillary a little bit about her eventing program and uh, teaching and also ask a couple of questions about some of the very well-known people that she's uh, <laughs> ridden and trained with. So we'll be back in just a few minutes on the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet this hour. Stay with us. This show is sponsored in part by Earthsong Ranch, improving and restoring health since 1998 through the health of your horses, dogs and cats with natural probiotic-based supplements, herbal dewormers, all natural fly sprays, joint supplements, plus Earthsong Ranch is a great resource for health information. Find Earthsong Ranch on Facebook or at earthsongranch.com. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. 
Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second to none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. When you bring your taxes to Liberty Tax, we'll handle it. No matter what you throw at us, no matter what you need, no matter what. And we're so confident we'll do a great job. You'll want to bring us your friends, your family, your loved ones, your neighbors, your co-workers. You may even want to bring us everyone in the world. But please don't. We're not staffed for that. Liberty Tax. Bring it. We'll handle it. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Button in the studio with co-host Paulette Stout and special guest, top eventer, Hilary Irwin. Hilary, we've been chatting a little bit to you. You've had some, uh, some exciting times in eventing. Um, tell us about some of the really cool people that you've uh, you've ridden with and trained with. Yeah, so I've been really lucky. Uh, <laughs> you have. I was looking at the list going, wow, who yeah. did all this? Yeah, I've been really lucky. Um, so my mom grew up riding with Jim Graham, so that was probably one of the first 
people I rode with. Um, that was obviously a lot of fun, and obviously Jim's amazing. Um, but then my mom was very insistent that I ride with someone who knew what they were doing when I was young. So <laughs> I think I took my first lesson with David O'Brien when I was nine um, on my 13 two-hand pony. And wow. uh, yeah, so that started it. And I rode with David for 11 years and his wife, Lauren, for about eight. Um, so I was working for them every summer. I went off the first time I was 13. <laughs> um, so I started at a young age, <laughs> bleaching water troughs and all that. Um, We've all got to do all those Yeah, stints. I've got the yes. OCD gene for sure. Um, I'm very particular, but I come by it honest. I blame her, she sent me off when I was little. So. <laughs> um, and so I, I worked for them for a long time and uh, Went to college, and when I was in college, I rode some with Bobby Costello, who obviously, I don't, if you know eventing, Bobby is one of the, the big names. Uh, Bobby was rode at the Sydney Olympics, and he is a big part of the USEF and the eventing high performance right now. Um, and he's just great, uh, obviously. And then from there, I went to work for Sharon White. And when I was at Sharon's, I was really lucky uh, and I got a ton of experience. Uh, Jimmy Wofford was at Sharon's every week, basically, and I would jump one to three horses with Jimmy. And then um, Linda Zhang was there on a regular basis as well, and I was very lucky in that I always got to ride a horse with Linda anytime she was there, which was usually at least twice a month, if not more. Um, so yeah, I've just been really lucky to do that. And when I left Sharon's and started my own business um, in North Carolina, where I'm from, originally, um, I rode with Bonnie Mosser and I rode with Bonnie for about six years and then I actually moved to Florida. So, and then I started everything over again down here. Um, and uh, down here, I've been show jumping with Richard Pickin in the winter and I love Richard, he's been amazing. Um, and on, I still ride with Bonnie, we get her down for clinics as often as we can, so that's been fun. And then obviously Ocala has just a wealth of oh my gosh, great people, so mm -hmm. it's just, you know, you got your pick. So I kind of, you know, try and think of, you know, who might help this horse and who might help that horse mm -hmm. and try and bounce around a little that way while still mm -hmm. keeping a bit of a center for myself about yeah. somebody who'll tell me exactly what I need to hear, yes. <laughs> but can help the horse that needs it, so yeah. 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 So and and you've met Captain Mark Phillips? I have, I rode with him, um, actually I believe I was like 14. Wow. <laughs> it was my birthday present, yep, it was pretty That's special. That's a birthday present. Yeah, it was a pretty amazing <laughs> birthday present. And then actually my boyfriend Connor, he rides as well. And uh, last year I, I broke my hand in five places oh, and yeah. was out for oh, most of the winter. Lord. And he was here in the winter um, coaching, so Connor got to ride with him a few times, so that was I mean, oh you gosh. learn so much just from watching him teach. So that was pretty amazing. Um, and he will be back actually in February. And I think I might be, I just got cleared to jump um, yesterday, actually. I broke my leg in November pretty badly. <laughs> so um, I am just flatting two horses right now, but hopefully I can start How jumping. How did you break all these bones? Uh, so there's been a lot of broken bones, but the hand was just a little baby horse uh, was take, doing his first cross country school and he did that little baby like, oh, I don't know if I want to jump thing at a log. And as he popped back up, my hand went into his neck just because oh. to save myself. And he, he's a very sturdy individual. And he just it was like a boxing fracture, but it spiraled and wow. did all that. So it was really pleasant. And then um, my leg was in November. I went for a pretty nasty tumble. Ouch. Yeah, not blood clots. Well, you're all yards. whole here, and this is yep. good. So. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully. Um, now, Hilary Irwin eventing, uh, com, which is actually uh, one of the ways yes. you can find Hilary, and also <laughs> on Facebook as well. You can follow her adventures. Tell us a little bit about what your program's all about. 
So for me, I, in North Carolina, I taught a lot of adult amateurs and I loved it. I love helping adult amateurs um, achieve their goals. I just think it's so fun to help people achieve their goals. It's, it's a, it sounds so easy, but it, it is, there's a lot of work. They have families, they have jobs, yep. you know, they have other juggling. lives. And they, yes. can't, and they can't ride and every they day. cannot ride every day. Yes. <laughs> so it's, so uh, there is lots of juggling. There is. Yes. And I just really mm -hmm. actually enjoy the process of helping them achieve their goals. Um, and so I, I, that is a big part of the teaching is just, and I love doing the lower levels. Like I, you know, I, at the moment, I have no real interest in teaching upper levels. I love teaching people at the lower levels and helping them achieve that goal. Um, for myself, I have very different goals. <laughs> I would like to keep going and go to the highest level I can. Um, and for my horses, I treat them as horses. You know, they're out as much as possible. Ooh, nice. I like yeah, that. I, loved, I love riding I love babies that. and starting them and having them progress. And I just think that is just the most fun when they get it. Isn't the yeah. accomplishment yeah. amazing? Yeah. Isn't you know, it? it's that's just true. so fun when they understand what they do and yeah. you know mm -hmm. they're enjoying it. And mm -hmm. that's, for me, that's the best part. So that's really awesome when you get to see the product of all your work afterwards and you, yes. and you get to see mm -hmm. that horse be happy, be able to be a horse and accomplish well, and have really, a job. Really and can do something. Yeah. And, and that's what's special. That. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, that's, that's very true. Yeah. So what is the top of your bucket list? Where, where do you want to end up? Oh my. So um, actually Toby Corner's little brother, Providence Road, um, he is pretty special. So hopefully he stays that way. <laughs> um, but I would love to go to Burley and Badminton and do all that um, but I would love to do it on the right horse I'm not one that's like I'm getting there no matter what I want to do it with a horse that I trust completely and then go from there yeah. <laughs> and hopefully that ends up being multiple horses but if it mm -hmm. doesn't that's okay because um, I do enjoy the process of training the horses and being with the horses and and I actually since I've been in Ocala have started selling a lot more horses just because it's a little bit different teaching in Ocala than it is in North Carolina. It's a saturated market, so it's been different for me. But I've actually really started to enjoy the selling because it's fun to match people with the right with horse. With the right horse. It's been really, really fun. Um, I actually mm -hmm. sold my good horse last year to a wonderful lady in California, and she just sends me the sweetest emails, and it just makes it kind of worth it. And It's like seeing your children grow up yeah. and accomplish things, and, <laughs> yeah. and you're so proud of them. You're like, oh, you know, yeah. I had a little bit of that. Well, you it know, allows you to go on to others. Yes. Because yes. if you don't let go of some of them, you can't get others. Yes, That's for the hard sure. Part. I know. Yeah. I know it is. And mm -hmm. sad when it happens, but it, it always mm -hmm. ends up mm -hmm. being really if good. It, if it's a great match, there's, yes. it feels great. Yes. Yes. It really does. And then being able to watch their journey mm -hmm. as yes. they go on and accomplish, yeah. that's that's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. the best part. Hillary, you've been an absolutely phenomenal guest. You've been fantastic. Your, uh, <laughs> your world is amazing where you're going and the things you're doing and just... When Katie uh, went, hi Katie, by the way, I know you probably in, you're in England, so you're five hours later, you're probably in bed. Um, and actually we're saying some prayers for your mom and her surgery tomorrow, Katie. So sending, sending love and prayers your way over there in, uh, in the UK. But, you know, when she t was talking to me about you, she said, oh, she'd be lovely to have on the show. She's accomplished so much and she does such a wonderful job. So it's Thank nice you. to finally have <laughs> you here. Nice. And, uh, we'd love to have you back anytime. We'd like to come and talk about the wonderful world an eventing. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Big time. I got out of the barn early. So I know, great. right? <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. We have one more segment uh, coming up to close out the end of the show. We're going to mention some of those wonderful local events that you have this weekend. Like I said, your biggest decision is where on earth am I going to do? There's just so much going on this coming weekend. So I'm going to talk about that. Mention the Ocala Equine Envoys to you in the parade. 
couple of other things and then um, we're going to chat to Dr. Tiffany Hall if she's available uh, about the uh, 5k run uh, for the love of the horse this weekend. So um, stay with us and we'll be back in just a few minutes. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. This show is brought to you in part by Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars and more. Tack Shack of Ocala, one-stop shopping for all your horse needs. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. This show is sponsored in part by Equisin. When visiting the horse capital of the world, you want to stay at a hotel that reminds you of what you love about Ocala, the horses. Stay tuned to this show for announcements about the renovations to be completed fall 2019 at the Equisin by following them on Facebook and Instagram at Equisin. Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. 
back on the Horse Talk show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. We're on the last segment of the show. Hillary stayed in with us. Uh, she, she put up with us for one more segment. And Paulette Stout here, my co-host. I'm Louisa Barton. Um, we're going to wrap it up by talking about some of the things that are going on in the Ocala Metro this weekend. Uh, it's a pretty exciting weekend. We've got a whole lot of things going on. Uh, uh, the Grandview Invitational, of course, the Draft Horse Show, uh, Tamarian Farms, uh, our friend Jim Thomas and his team there, uh, Roger Gipsy and, Vanners. oh, they're great, yeah. Mm -hmm. they got the Gypsy Vanners out there. Who doesn't love to see Gypsy mm -hmm. Vanners uh, going on? I mean, that's just mm -hmm. incredible. And behind us, you can see the, um, the Charity 5K. It's actually the inaugural uh, Charity 5K run there that uh, is going to be going on this weekend. Uh, pretty exciting uh, event. It all goes to the foundation of the horse, which is a lot of um, really neat, like... Uh, what does that do? Horse, it's a horse charity. So it's a foundation for the horse that seeks a world in which every horse everywhere has a healthy and productive life. And um, it goes to the foundation of the horse, which is a group over 25 years dedicated to improving the welfare of horses through education and research. So all the proceeds go to that. And the course, the 5K course, will be through one of Ocala's best horse ranches, a combination of road and field running for you runners out there. Mm. Uh, Albano, Claudia's uh, barn man, he's, uh, he's a, um, uh, a big runner. I'm sure he'll be in it. Um, and, and it's just really cool to support this, you know, yeah. and to get involved. Um, the race starts at 8 a.m., so for those of you that are up and fit and ready to <laughs> run at 8 a.m., uh, the race entry fees are $25 until, uh, well, that was until January 19th. So then it goes to 30 and race day is $35. Um, you're guaranteed a shirt only if you enter by January 17th, but you never know, there may be some left. Um, it starts off at the Equine Medical Center of Ocala, and uh, that is from... Um, uh, they have an early pickup. What is that? Oh, January 31st. Okay, so I'm sorry. The race is actually February 1st. Yeah, that's Duh. Yes, mm -hmm. it's Saturday. And it says race day packet pickup begins at 6.30 a.m. How many of you will have your horses all fed and be there at 6.30 a.m. to pick up your packet? Um, it should be fun. There will be awards presented to the top male and female overall and the top three age group winners in the male and female um, in to age 10 to 14, age 15 to 19, age 20 to 29, 30 to 39, 40 to 49, 50 to 59, 60 to 69, and 70 and over. 70 and over <laughs> running 5Ks? You are much better than me. I'm uh, I know, I don't think there's any way. Um, anyway, it should be really, really exciting. And don't forget to wear your best horse-themed outfit. What so. could that be? You know those, have you seen those horses' heads? Yeah. They're really funny. I bet there'll be people running along with those on their heads and everything. But you could wear any horse-themed outfit. Similar, I mean, you could wear your riding breeches like or your... Like that yeah, dinosaur one. Running in tall boots, not me. Like the dinosaur? <laughs> the dinosaur. It could be the dinosaur, yeah, running down. That's not a horse, but anyway. It, it could be a lot of fun. It could be... It could you know be. what I'm a, talking about yeah. that's on the internet? Yeah, it the could be. The dinosaur riding the horse and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the dinosaur riding the horse. That would actually be really cute. Um, but it's a great foundation. You can actually check them out. You can actually go to the Love of the Horse 5K and look it up, and you can also see it on Facebook mm -hmm. and uh, other social media. But I know they'll be sharing lots of photos about... 
uh, about this. So you could go to this really early in the morning um, and then you could pop over to spend some time with the Gypsy Vanners. Then you could go by the Grandview Invitational. And pretty much by the end of the weekend, you'd be really well horsed out and had had a really good time. And, and it's all happening in Ocala. And then the Gypsy Vanners is Sunday as well. Yes. Um, of course, that is Super Bowl Sunday, right? So you may... It is? Think, isn't Sunday Super Bowl Sunday? Yeah, I think it is too. See, as horse people were like, <laughs> I, really I think, I think it's Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. By now, Tom Schmidt, if he was here tonight, would have popped his head around the corner and gone, yes, it's Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday. Why are you people talking about horses? Um, but yes, it, it it's this weekend. So, um, so I mean, if you have... Well, they you know, might have Budweiser Clydesdale um, advertisements on the Super Bowl, right? They should have. Yeah. Yeah. That's what and speaking of I them, work for. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of them, March 7th, they'll be here. Um, they'll actually oh, the be parade. they'll actually be right behind me. Am I right here? Yeah, right behind me. They'll actually be at the CEP and Market Campus on March the seventh, harnessing from about one or two onwards. And at four o'clock, they'll be in our fourth annual Horse Capital Parade. And we had a meeting last night at Tax Shack of Ocala for all the parade participants. And um, wow, what a great group we had! Such a multitude of wonderful breeds that will be in the parade on March 7th. So the Vendor Village will be open downtown around uh, 1, between 1, one thirty, with some horses that you can do meet and greet. And then um, there'll be a beer garden for the dads because, you know, you mm. have to have a beer garden mm. or dad won't come. And um, that'll be real exciting to see the Budweiser Clydesdales actually take off right here. Is it going to be a bigger parade route? Or yes, it same? is. It's going all the way from the Presbyterian Church all the way up and around the square and all the way back. Um, which will be really neat for the individual horses and then for the carriages, carts, stagecoach and Budweiser Clydesdales, it'll be from the CEP all the way up and and back. So, mm -hmm. so yes, it'll be a much longer route, which will be nice with bleachers all along the way so that people can sit oh, the whole way along. Um, so it should be really exciting. And the opening act is the stagecoach and the closing act is the Budweiser Clydesdales for the grand finale. So it should be pretty, pretty exciting event. So, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and lots of opportunities to meet horses and take selfies with them. And, uh, and speaking of meeting horses, the Ocala Equine Envoys are downtown every Saturday between about 11.30 and 2.30. You can find them on the downtown square or at the downtown market. And that is a program uh, of four-legged ambassadors for the horse capital of the world meeting and greeting people downtown who may never have met a horse before um, mm. and who may just love to meet one and touch one and take a photo with one. So far, an extremely successful volunteer program. If you have a horse that is suitable, that likes people and doesn't mind traffic, you can reach out to me at louisa at ocalacep.com. Lots going on in the horse capital, wrapping it up. Thank you guys so much um, for being with us. It's been a great show. Uh, whether you are in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around. Happy Until horsing next time. Around.